stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I'm leaving. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode 16. I am Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. We are here to debunk the junk. Whatever that junk may be. There's so much of it. Always. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're here to debunk as much as we can in 27 minutes. <laughs> How are you doing, Tani? I'm doing good. Let's get going. Let's go on. Yeah, we, <laughs> let's not waste any time. Uh, welcome back to all of you. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to listen uh, to this episode uh, we are continuing our discussion of parenting, uh, all the BS stories that come up with parenting. And uh, we had our first guest last couple of weeks talking about infant and toddler kids being a new mom. And we are really excited to have another guest with us. And I'm excited to say for the next two episodes. Yes. We just figured right out of the gate we would just get her for two, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. 27 minutes is not long enough. Um, who's going to talk to us about being a mother to teenagers, among other things? So, Taryn, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. we're excited. Thanks for coming on. Um, so, uh, BS stories about being a parent of teenagers. <laughs> There's seems, so many. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it seems like fertile soil. Uh, so Fertile's a great word. <laughs> <laughs> so you've listened to the show and, and, and you reached out and said you would be willing to come on and, and talk. So is, um, what comes to mind? What's top of mind for you to talk about with... BS stories involving raising teenagers. Or you want to give any background on the kids that you've got? or Yeah, yeah. Um, first word that pops in um, is perfectionism, trying to be the perfect mom. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of BS in there, mm. um, and especially when it comes to a blended household. I've got my two daughters, um, ages 17 and 12, almost 13, and my partner has two kids, 19 and 16. So mm. we've got a gaggle of teenagers wow. in our household. <laughs> Wow, you in the thick of things, so thick. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So the perfect mom. Tell us more about that. Oh, the, oh my gosh, the perfect mom <laughs> says the right things all every single time. Mm. Knows how to respond when they're having their ups and downs. Um, the perfect mom knows. Um, just the right emotion to have, fix the right meal. It's going to make everyone really, really happy all of the time. That's mm. the perfect mom. Yeah. Do you know anybody that is a perfect mom? I mean, this is mm-hmm. like almost like outer space type of stuff. I, I think it must be in another universe Maybe. because it's certainly not mm-hmm. um, any mom I've talked to. <laughs> yes. Where do you think that comes from? I mean, well, <clears throat> growing up, you think, okay, I'm not going to be my mom. And so I'm going to do this thing so mm-hmm. perfectly well. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just going to be great. And my kids are going to love me. My stepkids are going to adore me. I'm just going to be great. And then all the tapes run. It's like, I need to be more perfect, more perfect, more perfect. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You look, you look tired. I'm say, You look tired just telling that story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, you grew up. So the perfectionism. Is that a part of your larger life that you've... Oh, absolutely. I'm okay. fighting perfectionism every single moment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. a new relationship with being messy. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and having the message be in the mess. Okay. Yeah. So if things are messy, that means they're it's not actually, good. No, me, no, now messy means oh. like there's something to learn here from ah, it. Ah, gotcha. Right? And really embracing 
the mess of life is actually normal versus perfectionism. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. So you have offloaded perfectionism for yourself then or still I, offloading? I would, I'm offloading. offloading. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's, an, uh, it's a practice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But yes. I definitely spent most of my raising my girls in this, this idea that I, I was going to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then when you noticed, like, were there moments where you noticed, oh, I'm not doing this perfectly? And then what did you do? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the shame spiral in the head, like, oh, I'm not doing this perfectly. What can I do more to make mm-hmm. this better? Mm-hmm. That one, mm-hmm. that tape mm-hmm. got played a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's like I'm going into this new chapter of parenting with like so much more knowledge than I had when I first. Like it's been a journey for me to mm-hmm. embrace mm-hmm. messy. Yeah, yeah. Did that help when you when you blended the household? Did did that help or did that add more fuel like you do you did you find yourself ever wanting to compensate even more there with your stepkids? Oh, d- yeah, that's a really good point. Yes, okay. I did try and like show up differently for his kids and my kids, and that got really exhausting as well. And I'm still mm-hmm. struggle with that, like mm-hmm. just because we're newly blended. We blended just in the last two years, right before the pandemic. So there's a learning curve going on. Sure. And then we were all like mm-hmm. in the same household. Oh man. Yeah. For the majority of 2020. Yes. Yeah. That was some exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Practice there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Got to know each other pretty. Pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I heard you, you've, you've spoken about perfectionism a little bit mm-hmm. and then messy. Is, is there anything else? Authentic. Authenticity. Just being, just not trying to be in either place mm-hmm. but just mm-hmm. being ourselves and and accepting the kids mm-hmm. for who they are mm-hmm. that has been a real gift in this blended space is mm-hmm. they actually are quite lovely independently mm-hmm. and we can create a lot of fun when we just get to be ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and how do you like, how do you know that you are, in any given moment, yourself with them? Hmm. When I'm laughing. Mm. Fun. Yeah. And humor. Fun. Yes. Humor, creativity. We love fun and humor yes. here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, is, it really is a sign of that, isn't it? I mean, yes. because yes. it seems like laughter mm-hmm. and enjoyment, that's when we're being uninhibited and not. Mm-hmm. So is that, Tani, is that coming from not a head, laughter and that type of stuff and enjoyment is not a headspace thing, is it? Right. It's not a problem space. Right. Mm-hmm. So certainly right. there's some heady things that we find funny. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and so it may be a little bit of a blend for sure. But um, when we're laughing and we're smiling and we're having fun and we're playing, we're not overthinking. Yeah. And there's an openness that people seem to want to follow. We've talked before mm-hmm. on here that whatever you yes. bring into something the other people will start to respond to that. Mm-hmm. So you bring in anger and frustration, people mm-hmm. start to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. But if you bring yes. in laughter, and frankly, yes. everybody wants to be laughing most of the time, don't they? Don't People want to feel good most of the time. And that's yeah. like the ultimate yeah. expression of feeling good. Yes, yes. But we take so much too seriously. So much, <laughs> right? This whole parenting thing, we, mm. have, we take very seriously yeah. 
too often. Equal self-judging ourselves. Like I, I, there's this supposed standard that we need to be mm-hmm. following. Well, who, who decided what the standard is going to be? Who wrote that book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, whoever it is. I don't think a lot of people have read it. <laughs> or they well, think they, they have. They think they have. They think They've they interpreted have. it yeah. as that. But it's actually, it's not even true. Yeah, it, it's what we hear over and over again, right? The expectations, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the idea of what it's supposed to look like or should look like. Mm-hmm. One of those ultimate bullshits. Yes. Writ large. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sort of um, doing the right thing, whatever the right thing is, whether it was different than our parents did because we didn't want to do what our parents mm-hmm. did, mm-hmm. or whether the right thing is something we read in a book, or we learned somewhere else, or... Compared our... to somebody else. Or like... Right. Right. We mm-hmm. see it on Instagram, like, oh, that's mm-hmm. the perfect family. I need to be like them. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That keeps coming up, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Social media, Social I think, media. You know, can be a killer oh, for, for messiness. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and it keeps us in our head quite a bit, too, because then we're in that thinking space in relation to what we see. Mm-hmm. How do I do better? How do I do it that way? How do, why, what's wrong with me? Why can't I look like that or be like that or be as creative, right? So all of that is headspace stuff that mm-hmm. keeps us sort of, you know, in, in a more up. anxious space. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's happening at a greater rate, not compared to adults, but maybe compared to uh, previous generations for teenagers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. They're they're in their headspace quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. and they're also seeing so many other teenagers see, that are producing stuff out there and comparing themselves, which yeah. when I was growing up, it's like you had that moment of social clicking. You're with your friends you're, and then you come home mm-hmm. and then you're not in that comparison anymore because you're not in that visual space or energetic space sure. you're just in your own space yeah. so they they're seeing it all over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah they don't get a break no break Mm-mm. not not just even the natural break we were talking before the show of what would what would happen for us when we would come home from school we could do chores homework look at the wall or talk on the phone that was attached to the wall right so <laughs> that everybody yes. could listen to <laughs> that everybody could listen <laughs> that had to had the 10 right. foot like yeah. cord oh, on it that you're trying to right. pull into your bedroom <laughs> if you're lucky you could hide in the closet <laughs> yeah right. 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 <laughs> so you didn't have a whole lot of exciting choices and you had a lot of built in sort of, you know, maybe I'll just take a nap, read a book. Yeah. Right. Have so, space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some space naturally. And it's such a fundamental difference <clears throat> from our own experience. Right. We're living through yeah. a period. I, I think in, you know, in 100 years, when we look back at this time period. People are going to say this is along the par of like the Industrial Revolution in terms of lifestyle changes and, and mm-hmm. what that has shifted. Mm-hmm. And that. The Industrial Revolution shifted the family dynamic. It shifted the experience of people growing up and what expectations they had uh, for their lives. I think we're probably living through something like that, too, because the difference between just our generations and the ones you're raising, Taryn, is profound. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be on some level terrifying for parents, isn't it? Just anybody just like, oh, my gosh, how can I relate to what, or how can I be effective with these kids when they have such a different experience that I've had? Well, it's relate, and how do I keep up with them? Mm. I mean, they're, last night we were talking about TikTok and something that's going around. I was like, I don't even have the TikTok app on my phone. And then I doubt myself, should I be following what's on TikTok so I can have a conversation with my kids about this or not? And oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, no, I actually, that's their thing. 
that can be their thing, and I'm okay with that. But it it you go through the doubt of should I be catching up with this? Mm-hmm. You're not missing anything. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> That's just my opinion. <laughs> so much for TikTok being interested Uh-oh. in helping us out, right? <laughs> um, so much for that. Whoopsies. I just burned that bridge. <laughs> yes. Um, you're not missing that much. It's it's short attention span stuff, but yeah. it's it is huge. It is big, and yeah. So. Tony, I mean, you, you, you see this a lot. I mean, you're talking to people like this a lot. Mm-hmm. Comes up for you with all this kind of stuff. For like what, if we're talking about teenage kids who are running the gauntlet mm-hmm. of just everything that it takes with being a teenager, mm-hmm. learning what it means to be an individual person, individuating in that sense, mm-hmm. being in a natural spot of trying things out. Mm-hmm. With all this going on, what can, we, what can we tell parents? Yes, yes. You don't need, well, kind of like what we told parents last week, right? We don't need more information necessarily. We need more connection mm-hmm. with our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. How do we keep the the lines of communication open with our kids? How do we um, pick up on moments, especially for teenagers, right? It's just fleeting. Like there's a moment or two that they reach out. Just and we want to be sort of ready for that, mm-hmm. but not just overly ready for it because then they'll sense it, right? But um, <laughs> <laughs> And shut down the door. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. We don't want to get too excited when we see this door open, right? Oh, we want to play it cool, but we want to be aware enough that we're going to be able to take that moment or two to show some connection, to be in that space with them when they reach out, unless when we want their attention, and they better give it to us, right? Because that's we we do try to connect with them, but we often are connecting with them in the way of, look, I have some important information that you probably need to know. We need to sit down and talk about this. Oh. Yeah, make it so serious. And mm. they're not ready for that or open for that. Mm-hmm. And but there's so many opportunities that they do reach out to us. Mm-hmm. But then if we're busy, if we've got a lot going on, we miss out on those. And those forget all the information out there. Forget TikTok, <laughs> right? You don't need to know about those things necessarily first. Right. And it would seem to me, too, that at least in my own experience, being a teenager, when I was a teenager, when when I would give my parents that little crack in the door, mm-hmm. that opening, if they tried to push that opening too much further open or kick it down, mm-hmm. you got to play like, cool. Here's an opportunity. Yes. You know, I would just, Bleh. Yes. No, right, right. away. Right, right. We can't get too excited as parents, but if we <laughs> yeah, miss those. Can you imagine those, we're just like jumping up and down? They're sharing, they're sharing, they're sharing. <laughs> yes. I know, I know. Oh, this is going to be so amazing. <laughs> no. Yes, let's do this for the rest of the evening, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we have to play it cool because mm-hmm. if they get to reach out sort of like um, in couples, in couples work. So I do a lot with, with couples at the Gottman Institute. They've talked, they talk a lot about mm. bids. Mm-hmm. Where a couple will reach out or each partner will reach out to each other. If we miss those bids... The more bids we miss, the more indicators that we may not. We're not being present. Well, we may not continue the relationship for the long Oh, I see. Right. Because right. we're missing out. We're miss missing too out. many bids, yeah. miss the yeah. boat. Same thing with our kids. When our kids reach out, we want to respond in a way that is an opportunity for connection. Mm-hmm. And if, again, if we're too busy or if we're too focused on what they're not doing right or well or right, whatever, we're going to miss out on those, and that's where then we lose that sense of connection the with chasm. our kids as, like as starts, a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear so many parents constantly talking about how, you know, they don't talk to me anymore. You know, they I don't know what they're doing. Um, uh, they don't appreciate, or they're not, they just don't like me. 
anymore. Uh, but we're missing out on those opportunities, and we don't need to have a ton of them. Exactly. It's not quantity. It's the quality of when you're actually mm-hmm. getting to have them. Yes. So I have a question on that. Mm-hmm. Opportunities, when they reach out, teenagers also lash out. Are those opportunities? Um, or is that just because they're coming from a space where sometimes. they're... Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think it, it th- that's the part of, as a parent, how aware... Are you of your individual child, mm. right? Taryn, you have four in the four house. Four unique individuals. Right. So mm-hmm. how do you uh, keep some awareness and presence around so that you can pick up on some of these? Whether it feels whether it feels like a lashing out, because that could be a story. Right. That's true. Right. Mm-hmm. Or whether it, it doesn't. Right. right. They might just be angry or frustrated. Or or just emotion. Just have emotions. emotions. Just have emotions. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lashing out could be a story, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think about the idea of, uh, you know, the, what can put parents on their heels. Mm-hmm. Right. You have these well-intentioned parents that want to do the right thing, as Taryn's talking about. Kid gives a strong push, right, can go one of two ways. Right? You could go my mom's way when I was growing up, which was to probably push back. She's different now. My dad's was to just whoop. I'm mm-hmm. going to try. And I learned that as a kid. Like sure. I, I learned as a teenager, if I really didn't want either one of them in my business, mm-hmm. I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not sure where I was going with that. Yeah. There's so much in that, but, um, I'll have to save that for another day. Um, getting back to Taryn. Um, <laughs> yeah. Know, we don't like, want to spend too much time diagnosing. There's so it. much there. There's so much with my teenagers. Anyway. Anyways. Going back. Yes. So keeping up with. You're four. Yeah. Yeah. What do you notice? How do you do that? Bring a lot of curiosity into trying to, in that connection space. Um, But to keep up with them, just listen. Like they're, they almost are the ones leading the way in this. And um, yeah, I don't know, permission to just, just be present and um, it, it works most of the time until, you know, you get like, wait, I didn't know that was happening. Mm-hmm. Or um, something happened the other day where, like, I thought I heard something when my daughter was at the doctor's. And I was like, what was that? And how did I miss that? Well, it was me making up a story that she'd gotten in trouble at school. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it was like she was sharing something like, oh, we're doing a play. Or I can't remember exactly what it was, but I heard... She had um, been put on a performance plan. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> and I don't know what story I was creating about yeah, it. Yeah. But like, and then I was like, why didn't I know about this? Um, oh. I, like, I went down to this whole spiral. Like, how has it been a week? And I didn't know she was put on a performance plan. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with that. Oh. And so like the next day I had a moment to, you know, we were just the two of us in the car and I was asking her, I was like, so can you just share a little bit more about this um, performance plan you were put on in your social studies class? She's like, what's a performance plan? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, here's my corporate HR yeah. um, perspective coming into play yeah. here. And it wasn't oh, even man. close to it. It was like, no, we had a performance of a play. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had wow. made up such a story mm-hmm. in my head about what was going on there. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the fear of what it means that you weren't on top of it. Exactly. Yes. I wasn't being that's a good another mom. Story. That's mm-hmm. a yes. huge I I would wasn't think being that's a good a mom there. Story. I'm not mm-hmm. on top of it, which mm-hmm. means, according to that story, 
you're supposed to know what's going on once it's actually out there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that email or I didn't communicate with my ex-husband or, or, mm-hmm. or, right? All of these things that I was, I was a failure as a mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a yes. fun 48 hours. And so you had 48 <laughs> hours of storytelling in the middle of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Isn't yes. that, that's the weirdest thing too when, when you realize it's been a story for 48 hours <laughs> and you're like, I just lost a whole lot of energy yep. around that. And mm-hmm. I could have, you know, 48 hours of my life that I won't get back. You yes. know, that, that kind of thing. Yes. Wow. Yes. So that's, that's a common one, isn't it? The being on top of it. Oh, oh, for sure. Right. We think in the, in the background somewhere, we think that we're going to know all of these things. Somehow we're going to, somebody's going to tell us, or we're going to be able to pick up on it. Or, you know, we know our kids so that we know, understand their habits and patterns, you know, the, all of those kinds of things. So we can get locked in that really quickly. And, and then we're missing out on opportunity. Yeah. 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 Well, and it brings it back to what we've talked about so much on the show that the, the only way to do that is to know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Right. From that place of being present with mm-hmm. oneself, you know, yes. and it's and it's and it's something that that our listeners point out. It's like well, oftentimes it kind of goes seems to go back to mm-hmm. kind of knowing what you're about and being present. Well, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yep. that's exactly it. Yes. And and then in the process, of course, letting, you know, you've said, Taryn, letting those letting them be who they are, noticing them and seeing them for how they are individually unique and all those things. Uh, it takes letting go of those stories, though, or at least maybe recognizing them or what exactly is it? We're certainly recognizing them. If we don't understand or know that we're in the story at any given moment, then we're not we're not aware and present. Mm. Right? Just being in the story mm-hmm. takes us out of presence. So I always say, notice, notice, notice. Any any tips? Notice. So noticing the story. We're going to get a tattooed on you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Notice. Notice. Um, yeah. yeah. We have to be able to notice that we're in the story. Whatever the story. And we can be in the story 97% of our day. Right? right. Yes. And, and, and that doesn't have to be a huge problem necessarily, but understand that we're not fully present. We're going to miss out on what's actually happening in front of us right here in this moment mm-hmm. when we're stuck in the story. So what do we do when we notice we're in the story? Part of that is, like we talk about, softening first. Because in the story, typically, I don't know, Taryn, for you, when you're in that that 48 hours of being in mm-hmm. the story, were you nice and calm and relaxed? It helped that I wasn't, she wasn't with me. She was with <laughs> her dad, <Sure>. right? <laughs> yes. So like 48 hours is like, when I wasn't working on something else, it would pop up. But yeah, yeah I was like, okay, well, I, I can get curious. And, and that's because I've, I've been in the mix of learning how to not mm-hmm. let those stories mm-hmm. catch mm-hmm. too much. But yeah, um, yeah it was, it, yeah, it does take you out of presence mm-hmm. like when you're like. And you tighten up. Right. And we tense oh, up. Oh, yeah. We tense body. up. Yeah. yeah. The body tenses up when we're in the story. I mean, and just, I just laugh because she's like, what's a performance plan? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't catch that in the moment. That That's an odd word for, phrase for her to say. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> from a 12-year-old, mm-hmm. of course she doesn't know what a performance plan is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Man. Mm-hmm. So when, when you realized it was a story. Oh, we laughed. You laughed. That's good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's good. Like, because mm-hmm. that's a key thing with stories, right, too, mm-hmm. is to, they don't have to be a problem once you realize you've yeah. had a story because mm-hmm. they do happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I shared with her. I was like, OK, here's the story I made up about <laughs> this whole thing. And she's like, oh, no, mom. <laughs> that's yes. so not what it was. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. But how great is that too? Like Mm -hmm. for you as a parent to share, to say that to a 12 year old and have the 12 year old go, Oh no mom, for her to see that that can happen to you. Cause guaranteed as a 12 year old, she's making up stories. Oh, absolutely. Right. And, and you're showing her what that actually is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That would have been great to learn when I was 12. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely um, could, could do with some learning around this. Around Uh, stories, right? Yes. Right. That they happen and that they're recoverable and all that. That's why the brain's wired to do. Mm -hmm. It wants to work. Yeah. Right. And if we let it run amok, it's, that's what it's going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it wants to fill in the gaps of whatever information yeah. we don't know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. God. Yeah. likes to think sneaky brain. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to stay one step ahead. All right. In presence. Well, guess what? We're going to have to continue this conversation. Yes. Uh, into next week. Cause we've already spent the time that we have allotted today. Right. It goes fast. Doesn't wow. it? Taryn? Yeah. It goes mm-hmm. super fast. Okay. So we're going to continue with Taryn next week, talking about all things teenagers uh, in raising teenagers. Thanks, Taryn, for being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see you. you next week. It'll be awesome. And we'll, we will certainly see the rest of you and uh, hopefully next week. Be sure to check out our uh, Facebook group, uh, Breaking Up With RBS. Uh, look up the full word and you'll find it. You can also uh, find a video version of this. I'm addressing it right now. Um, on YouTube, our YouTube channel under the same name. And uh, you can find this as a podcast on your favorite platform, Uh, pretty much anywhere. So thanks for joining us and we will see you next time on this, on Breaking Up With Our BS. (laughs) On where were we? I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, (laughs) But But we'll be here next week. We will be here next week and in the meantime, I'll figure all that out. So I'm JDK (laughs) Winnegan. (laughs) I'm Tawny Santabria. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Stop it now, I mean it. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that again, Janio? Yeah. I'm in my groove. Here we go. Break a friend. I need it up front. Be right, everybody else to be wrong. I got something to prove. A new man is coming to my life. And I'm going to stay here in New York to see what it is about him that intrigues me so.